Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson. And I'm your co-host, Gregory Turner. Greg. Man, what's going on, Brian? Oh, nothing much, nothing much. Hey, hey, tonight we're we're dealing with something so sensitive. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What we're dealing with tonight is really, really serious. It's a sensitive issue. A lot of parents don't really know how to talk with their kids about the things that we're going to talk about tonight. And, Brian, a lot of people have been uh, put in jail. A lot of people have been killed, which is a sad thing. But behind this topic that we're talking about tonight, Brian, it's a very serious thing. And we have a special guest that's coming on that's going to really open our eyes to a lot of the things that's going on and, and some things that we just don't understand about this very topic. Yeah. You know, Greg, I'm sitting here, and um, if you hear any noise in the background, it's because I have a whole house full of people. <laughs> you know, well, and, um, yeah. we're enjoying, you know, the holidays the beginning of the holiday season and you know we just celebrated our thanksgiving and you know the one thing that i noticed about my family is that we have a rather large family you know everybody has at least three four kids three four brothers and sisters i have two brothers and two sisters you know so we we come from a very large family you know and the issue that we that we're going to discuss tonight you know, you can't even mention that in my family. Yeah. Because it's it's like you're gonna do what? <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. You know, and so family especially in my family, it there's put it's been a tremendous amount of importance put on life. You know, and so this topic tonight, you know, when we discuss it, it's something that I mean, especially around this time of the year, it's so it's so vital that people understand exactly what they're doing, you know, when they're making that decision. Mm. It's a very tough one, Brian, but, you know, a lot of times, some of us, we don't have a choice but to make that decision, especially when it's in the, when you've been violated and, you know, and, and, and you're being pushed to do something or forced to carry something in you for nine months. Without your approval, without your without your ability to make the choice to say, I want to do this. And from somebody that you don't even know. That can also happen. Mm-hmm. But I definitely understand what you're saying. And Brian, I want to say this. What if that was an issue for your family? Do you think your family would be as large as it is? You know, that's, that's something I, I hadn't really put a whole lot of thought into because because of the fact that we have such a large family you know it's like you know there are a lot of folks <laughs> there's about maybe <laughs> roughly 20 20 ish maybe about 20 people in my house right now so you know it's it's not like and these are like these aren't like second cousin third cousin these are like first cousin children aunt uncle you know all close family right you know, I can I can recall my my mother had seven brothers and four sisters, and my father had six brothers and three sisters. <laughs> you know, so I come from a large, you know, family. Mm-hmm. 
But, Brian, what if someone would have made a decision not to carry through with one of those nine months? Do you understand your entire family would be affected by that? Oh, yes, 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 absolutely. And, you know, just to let everybody know what we're talking about, we're talking about abortion. We're ta- and we're talking about, you know, do you believe in it? You know, what do you believe about abortion? Mm. Some people, Brian, some people say that it's murder. Yes. Some people believe that it is murder. Some people believe that uh, the doctors are out of line for doing what they're doing. But a lot of times, Brian, people don't understand. They don't get a true understanding of what's going on behind why a woman may choose to do that. And that's a that's a sensitive issue. We don't know. Uh, there's the HIPAA law, so it, it's really it's really Legally, it's none of our business why they're doing it. Right. You know, this person may be ill. It may she she may be going through something where she where her life is at stake and she can't have a baby, or she was raped and now you know she's pregnant from that. So there's a lot of different issues, and I think we need to really understand that legally it is her choice to make that decision whether we like it or not. Right. What, what do you think, Brian? You know, I, when you look at it from a legality point of view, legally, you know, if if it, if it's not against the law to perform an abortion, you know, then by law you should be able to do it. But morally, you know, that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. You know, morally, you know, it depends on you know where you, you know, wherever your moral, you know. Or your moral meter, I guess I can say for lack of a better word. Or that person's situation. Right, or that person's situation. I mean, I can recall talking to people who had been victims of sexual violence mm-hmm. that have children as a result of that decision, and they felt that they could not, you know, cre- basically commit another act of violence. And that's the way they I – I couldn't go and commit another violent act you know, on top of the violent act that was committed on me. Mhm, mhm. But Brian, we have a, a mighty, mighty powerful woman who has a mighty powerful testimony. And Brian, you ready for me to bring her on? Yes, by all means. <laughs> We've had this person on our show. I think this is her third time. Yes. I think it is. But you know what? We're going to continue having her on until. We can't have her on anymore. We're just gonna wear her out because we're just she's <laughs> such a she's such a special person. She's gone through a lot of things, and I think that tonight she's gonna shed some light on some issues that a lot of us really didn't take into uh, consideration when someone is dealing with something like this. And she also has a book. It's a book out right now, Brian. It's called Some Reasons Why Kids Gone By, uh-huh. and this is based on true stories. Our special guest tonight is Cheryl R. Williams, and Cheryl has a B.S. degree in early childhood development and human development. Cheryl, are you there? I'm here, gentlemen. Nice to talk to you again, <laughs> Brian and Greg. Yeah, Cheryl, I hope you heard that we're going to wear you out. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And, and that'll be fine because this subject is so important that it, 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 it you never tire of it. As long as it's happening, it's one of those pressing issues that as long as it's happening, you never tire of it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's new to the Christian community um, as far as being overt about it, being open about it. This is one of those hush-hush subjects. Mm -hmm. 
and we're speaking of abortion. And when I wrote the book that I wrote, I never intended it to be a facts and figures type of book. But let me just give you some of the figures while we're on the subject of that. Okay. Uh, I'm not an expert in the area. But, however, when I did my research for the book on the uh, Internet, I found that 5.4 million pregnancies end up in abortion. Also, abortion has the highest number of cases in the United States and than in Western countries such as Canada or Great Britain. Three, three out of every 100 pregnancies choose abortion. It gets worse, gentlemen. 43% of women who have an abortion are under the age of 45 at the time. And also 80%, 80% of women who have an abortion are unmarried and say that they can't afford a baby. 55% of those are under the age of 25, and only 22% are over the age of 30. These kind of statistics, to me, spell epidemic. I mean, this is an epidemic proportion. And I just wanted to bring these facts and figures to people's attention. And as a part of my personal story and my personal history, I did that to put a personal spin on it, to say to the reader, you are not the only one who has gone through this circumstance. You know, you're not the only one who's experienced these kinds of ills in your life. You know, we all have circumstances, and it's it's not a cut-and-dry situation. It's not you do it because you're, you, you don't do it because you're Christian or you do it because you're non-Christian. It's a very gray area. But I wrote the book, and the reason I call the book Some Reasons Why Kids Gone By is because it literally means these are some of the reasons why kids have gone by the wayside, you know, and you 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 never really forget when you have one because um, it it really messes with your sanity. You know, you have to remind yourself over and over again what convictions you stand for when you're in that gray area. You have to pray to God for forgiveness, ask forgiveness, but then let it go. Yes. Well, so, so Cheryl, with uh, your situation, we have new listeners on, and, and they may not understand or know what you're talking about. Could you tell them a little about your situation and when you? I sure can. Um, as I mentioned, I've written a book called, as you mentioned as well, it's called Some Reasons Why Kids Gone By, and it speaks about the subject of abortion. It is based on true stories. Uh, I put ads in newspapers and magazines around the United States, and I solicited people's phone numbers and solicited people's stories through the mail, and I got a wonderful, overwhelming response. With each letter I got, I sifted through them, and then I wrote some of the chapters in the book that I have. Here are some of the chapters. Um, the first one is called Sling Ding. The second one is called College Girl Meets Real World. Uh, Mr. Pardon Me, if you please. These are all different stories, true stories about abortion that people have sent me through the mail, things that they have gone through, circumstances. We have, as I mentioned, a male's point of view. We have an older lady's point of view. Um, we have a young child's point of view, which um, is my personal story when I was 13, 14 years old. Um, I went to a Christian ashram which is which surprises people when they hear this. But, you know, you, you, we forget that people are human beings too and that Christians are human beings too 
And if we think that we're going to have circumstances in our lives that are not are going to be always conducive to Christianity, then you're not in the same walk of Christian that I am. Because we all have circumstances in our lives, but they, these circumstances, in my opinion, uh, become testimonies. Okay. So I did go through an abortion when I was 14 years old. I talk about it in ex- extensively in the book. Uh, just generally, the circumstances were I went to a Christian ashram. I was a very young lady. I was intact when I went there. We got into we a party circumstance when we got there, some of the teenagers. And as a result, I wind up uh, violated. Um, it wasn't a rape, but still it was a violation because I was inebriated and it was more like a date rape type of situation. So that's the basis for the book. It talks about stories such as mine under different scenarios, what happened to people under different scenarios. I really wish tonight that people would just start calling in. Just start calling in. You don't have to give your name. You don't have to identify yourself. We just want to hear some of the stories that you've gone through under the same circumstances. If you're, ma- I'd like to hear some male point of view. Tell, tell us why you don't want your girlfriend to have an abortion. Or tell us what, how it affects you if someone in your life had an abortion. We, you know, tell us, you know, young ladies, uh, older ladies, how you got caught up younger when you were younger, and why you chose the circumstance you chose. Because this is a testimony, and this is going out to literally probably millions of people who are going to hear this, and you're going to be able to tell people why you did, why you made the decision that you made, and also to help the younger ones who may be going through the same situation. If you could, you know, I have people come up to me, and somebody came to me just a couple of weeks ago who had bought the book, and I have forgotten she bought it because I see a lot of people, and I'm selling out. And she said, I bought the book. She said, my granddaughter was just acting wild. She was being promiscuous. She said, I went to my uh, library, and I, I thumbed through the books, and I said to, a prayer, and I said, Lord, what can I tell this young woman to get her back on the right track? And she said, she thumbed across my book. And she said, oh, my God. She looked at it, and she, she gave it to her granddaughter. And she told her granddaughter, just read one chapter and give it back to me. Well, the granddaughter wound up reading the whole book and literally coming back to her grandmother and begging her forgiveness. You know, I've gone the wrong way. This is what makes it rewarding for me. And this is why I'm not ashamed to say, yes, I've had an abortion, but it doesn't mean that I'm a horrible person. It means that I got caught up in some circumstances in my life. And I want to hear from people who may have been in those same circumstances. You know, just give us a call. Like I said, you don't have to identify yourself. Just give us a call. Let us know if you've been in some of those same similar circumstances, what decision you made, and and why it's important for us to stand up against this type of thing and help our young women and young men who may be in the same situation. Yes, let's give out the call-in number. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We have on with us Cheryl, and we're talking about abortion. And our call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. 
You know, Cheryl, I know this is a very, very difficult subject to talk about for some folks, so they may not want to call in and discuss it over the phone, but I know that we usually get a lot of email when we have, you know, serious mm-hmm. subjects and topics. Mm-hmm. And so if we get some of that email, we'll definitely share it with the listeners. Okay. Sounds good. You know, and I can recall just talking with people who I know have gone through that situation, like I talked earlier about um, a person that I know who was a victim of rape, and then they had a child. And some of the things that they went through carrying that child because they knew the person that raped them, you know, and the person that raped them just happened to be a family member. My God. And so if you can imagine them going through that situation, knowing who that person who violated them was, and then having that child, you know, from that person and having to see that person and say, hey, look, this is, you know, your father and your uncle, you know. My God. And so, you know, it's difficult for people to really talk about it. And a lot of times they'll say, well, your daddy died or, you know, I don't know who he is or, you know, I mean, in that aspect, you know, have you run into people who've gone through that? Well, yes, I have. People open up. Um, people really open up when it comes to this subject. Every just about every book that I've sold, and I wouldn't tell you a lie. Um, I've sold a number of books, and nine out of ten of the people, some of them I don't even remember. Sometimes come back to me because I only because I reach so many different people. Come to me and say, do you know, I had the same circumstances. You know, it may be a whisper. You know what I'm saying? But it may be a whisper. It may be, I got my first fan letter not too long ago. And it was basically a young girl saying, thank you for that. Thank you for that message because that message wasn't out there. And because I really had no place to turn. And because even though it happened to me X amount of years ago, I'm in college or I'm young married mother now. And I needed somewhere to lay my burdens down, you know. And so I, I do run into people who have been in similar circumstances nine out of ten times, um, different circumstances. Like I told you the story uh, about the young lady who came back to her grandmother. Uh, older women come up and tell me, you know, I'm passing this down to my granddaughter. Or I'm passing it down to my niece. Young women come up and tell me, well, I'm pregnant now and I, I – we had pondered abortion, but after reading the book, I decided to just weather the storm and put my put put my hands in Christ's hands. So very much so, yeah, I do come into contact with people who um, are in the same circumstances. You know, at, on, on the college level and the high school level, kids now are uh, how can I say this? They're a little bit more curious. They'll they'll try things now. I think more so than when we were growing up, and then again, I may be wrong with that, but I think the statistics are kids are having more babies now than they did 20 years ago. So with that, and Brian, I know that you work with uh, HIV and AIDS and uh, awareness and abstinence. You teach classes on that. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that a lot of people that are raped um, or the ones that are not raped have issues with, um, sexual um, diseases and that type of thing, and if someone was 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 having sex with someone that has AIDS or whatever, I think a lot of women will say, you know, I I don't want to bring this child into the world 
where they will have to face this and they abort the child, but yet they feel miserable and society attacks them for that. You know, it's easy to say, well, you should have known his status. And that's not always the case. Right. You know, so Cheryl, what would you say to someone that, that that's going through that, that's beating themselves up about it, about the decision that they made, and the decision was made out of love for the child? You know, that child may suffer when it's born or, you know, it. and, and I guess what I'm trying to say is how can you um, love this person and tell this person what they've done is okay? Well, I tell you, you never really forget the experience whether you were 13 or 40, 43, 50, you know, when it happens. You never really forget and like I mentioned earlier, it takes a part of your sanity because it's something that goes against your grain, particularly if you belong to Christ and you believe in righteousness. But the Bible teaches us that, you know, the children nowadays are weaker and wiser, and as generations go on, that's just the reality of it all. That's just the way the world is, the world that we live in. And so if you've had an abortion, my advice would be join a support group. Get some kind of counseling to help you overcome the trauma because there is a lot of trauma involved. And if you're thinking about an abortion, I would admonish you to weigh all your options. Don't make a haphazard decision because it literally means the difference between life or death. But I'm not laying a guilt trip. What I'm trying to do is relieve burdens because that's what happened to me some people in the world will try to weigh you down, but remember that the characters in the Bible were there to give us an example. And the different things that they did in the Bible, various things, murder, there was rape in the Bible, you know, in different cases, there was murder, there was adultery, you know, so so the the, the people in the Bible, the characters in the Bible were real people too. They lived in a world and a society not uh, not exactly like ours because ours was a little bit more harsh. But at the time, it was new to them, and it was just as wild to them as it is watching crazy videos on TV. And I'm not bashing because I like music, different various types of music. But what I'm saying is that they lived in a world that was just as horrendous as the one we live in now. And so they had to make hard choices and sometimes they made wrong choices. And if you read the Bible, you know that there are examples in the Bible. The way, the reason God included in the Holy Spirit included these examples in the Bible was to show us all that these are people we can compare ourselves to and feel human and not worry about somebody beating you up for what you've done in the world, whatever mistake you made. Turn those mistakes into a testimony like I'm doing and try to reach out to people who need some kind of help to say to them, and I'm saying to you, if you've had an abortion, if you consider an abortion, if you've gotten pregnant without being married, don't beat yourself up. Everything that happens happens for a reason, and all things work together for good for them that love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. And so what this means is that your life is not a mistake and your child's life is not a mistake. And even if you had an abortion, that is not a mistake. It is not something that if you were determined to have, if you were determined or purposed to have that child, then God would have allowed the circumstances to be different. 
you may have been raped. You may have been a victim of incest, and so you felt that was your choice. In my circumstances, that was one of the choices, and then later on I had become ill. My body was uh, was altered from the first abortion, and so I had to wind up getting, uh, you know, wind up childless. So, but, you know, I don't blame myself, and I don't turn it around and blame God. I just understand the circumstances that I'm in and try to take those circumstances and reach out and help somebody else because the more people that you reach out to and help, the better you'll find relief in your own heart and soul, and you'll find that there's a reason for everything under the sun and there's a reason for your testimony in life. Yes. You know, sure, we have callers on the line, and I want to go to a caller right now, if you don't mind. Okay. All right, we have a caller in the 910 area. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm blessing you. I have a question or comment? Well, yeah, I'm making a comment from a male's perspective. A lot of times a female feels like there's a unilateral agreement or a decision to make about abortion. And when God tells you clearly when a man and a woman uh, marry, they, be- they become one. And the whole process is a one process, and everybody has a part to play. I work it with computers, and and I'll bring you an interesting fact you probably didn't know. A long time ago, they used to have the uh, to terminate a program that's in effect. It's called to abort, and I don't I don't know if you remember that uh, when you saw on your computer, it used to say abort, right? Yeah. You you no longer see that, and that's a political correct uh, initiative that was intentional. They all, they call it cancel now, right? Because the universe, the term universally is used to, to denote that something is in progress, and you terminate it prematurely, right? And so that gives rise to the question: Well, when life begins? It's obvious that life begins at an organism, even germs. Uh, germinate uh, when the conception part comes into play, and nobody refutes that. But the government has an issue with it because the way it was uh, on the popular demand to bring that about for a state of convenience. And the woman uh, used that as a means of convenience because they felt as though, well, it was me being infringed upon, and I have a... uh, a right to choose what happens to my body. And see, given that thought, because like the sister was saying, it's outside of the spiritual realm, then uh, you have a, a, a rationale by uh, womenist groups, feminist groups that says, look, well, that is the case. I can uh, kill on order, and I am within my right and within the law to do so. So uh, uh, when the death penalty was challenged, they say, well, you know, the state is aborting someone because their life is in progress and you're uh, uh, terminating it prematurely. There's nothing wrong with this life form. There's nothing wrong, but you're terminating it. So we are, in effect, when we execute abortion in, in uh, the prisons for uh, uh, executions and, and all that, that's sanctioned by the government. So you have sanctioned uh, abortions. In the prison system, that's sanctioned by the state, and now you have it through the federal government. But the Lord is in control of all justice, and he looks down on this stuff, and he's looking at the things that are taking place, and he'll have the last word. We abort the people that are having uh, 
cures for cancer and AIDS. We're aborting people that are civil rights leaders that have the answer to several complicated issues. We're aborting all, because they don't come from the pristine environments that people have come to know, uh, you know, uh, leaders to come from. Like Jesus Christ himself didn't come from a stellar uh, stock, right? And he was born in a manger. So if we had aborted Jesus Christ, we would have aborted our own salvation, you see. So given that perspective, I think uh, we need to go in a, 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 a spiritual aspect of this thing because in the natural, people just lay, okay, whatever. It's, uh, you know, it's a matter of convenience. I'm getting my uh, satisfaction on and whatever the result's about. That's lasciviousness and actually it was a reprobate mind that would think that I would lay down with a woman knowing the consequences and then as a matter of convenience, we can just take care of it. But that's my comment. I just wanted to lay that out there. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Yes, you know, it's it's funny how he put it. He said, we abort prisoners. And, you know, and you never really think about it because that word abortion means to terminate something prematurely. And so in our political correctness, as he put it, we have effectively removed that word and taken the connotation off of everything that it was meant to use it for, except for when it comes to children. Exactly. You know, you know, and I um, and I thank you for calling in, caller. One of the things that's so interesting about it is it has become such a politically religiously hot issue. You know what I mean? It's become so politically and religiously, you know, how, how, how do I want to say this? It's become such a hotbed for, you know, for debate. But when you look at it, like he said, if you, when you look at it from the scientific realm, you know, let's take out the spiritual part because people understand the spiritual. Let's take out the political part because people kind of understand the political part and let's look at it from a scientific realm when you have an organism and that organism is doing exactly you know what I, you know what i'll give you something even better you let somebody say that we're going to abort a bunch of puppies yeah and you will have the what is the the not the ASPCA who are they uh well the ASPCA and well, the animal rights the animal rights yeah. people will be up in arms they would rather you do a spay or neuter than you to abort some puppies but they see no problem with being able to abort a child because that person is making a choice you, you do you understand my logic when when you look at it from a from a scientific point of view when those two things come together it's forming something now it may not be done i mean look at it from what is it the kangaroos and the koala bears yeah you know that you know i don't see much difference in that that's an organism and it's still growing it just grows in a different pouch you know they're they're not fully inside the you know inside the body like we are but they're still growing. Marsupial. You know, it's a marsupial. So I don't see if there's anything that, that, that's that much different. You know, because I, what I truly believe is that what what one side will do is they'll say, 
We had to keep this thing religious. We've got to keep this thing religious. Let's put the religious spin on it because that's what we're supposed to do. And the other side will say, well, we've got to put this, this political thing because not everybody's in that spiritual mindset. We've got to look at it from all sides. And so I want to look at it from the scientific side because the scientific side, you know, we know who made science anyway. So we look at it from the scientific side. I think that satisfies both sides. And from the scientific side, when that sperm reaches that egg and unites, those, or, those cells are still alive. They're not dead cells. They're alive. And so that represents something. And you can't tell me that that, that that cell is not alive, you know? Yeah. And they say, well, it's not thinking. Well, how do we know? Well, it doesn't have upper brain functions. Well, how do we know? We don't know. You know, all we can go by is what we call science, which is discovery. So we're, what if we discover one day that those brain cells, that those cells were thinking, and they were thinking, please don't kill me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Please don't pull me through and, and take me out before I'm done. You know, and so, I mean, that's that's a standpoint I want to take on this, you know. But callers, we want your we want your take on this. And to call us, you can call the call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. Greg. I think I'm going to go to our next caller. Okay, go ahead. And that caller is from the 407 area code. Caller, weigh in on this issue. Tell us what you think. Hi, it's Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. (laughs) How are you all? (laughs) Great, great. (laughs) I'm calling, you know, I've had two abortions, but I wanted to share my friend's story because she doesn't have a computer, and I know that um, she would want it to be heard. Um, Mindy is, um, right now she's involved with a, with a drug addict, and, um, sometime in the past month, um, her boyfriend took this baby to a, to, um, a crack house, but Mindy is holding on to this man, um, because she's missing her father, um, her mother was raped, and, um, while her fa- real father, I mean, her stepdad was away, um, the mother was raped. And the mother decided to have the baby. So when the dad came back, she had to tell the dad that she had been raped and that she wanted to keep the baby. And they cried together. But she had no proof. He was a maintenance worker. He had come to fix the heater and raped her. And because she had no proof, and they couldn't find this man, it was nothing really that could be done. And the dad, well, what have been what would have been her dad, the stepdad? He he wanted a baby so bad that um, he tried to love Mindy as best as he could, but he couldn't get past it. And he didn't mean to treat her uh, any different. They both didn't. The family was so caught up in pain that Mindy um, is hurting now. And, you know, she's got this man in her life. She was on drugs for a while, and now she's got this man in her life. That's, I'm telling you, I think he's no good. 
I mean, I'm I'm trying to encourage her to love him and everything like that, but honestly, the man has stolen from her um, and done things that I just um, wish that she would get away from him, but I can't say that. I can't tell her that because this man has been with her the longest, and he loves her in his own little way. He is getting some help. He's not going to uh, professional help, but he's getting drug uh, rehab through a church. Well, Carla, let me ask you this. Um, is is this young lady, is she talking about having an abortion or is she talking about having the baby? What's what's the decision right now? She had two, she has two kids by him. And um, the first baby girl died of SIDS, and she has a baby boy that's in my class, and that's how I know Mindy from from work. But her, her, her parents had never got past her being raped. And she said at some time she wished she was... Her mother would have aborted her. Well, let me let me let, let me go to our special guest so she can probably chime in on this. Cheryl, what would you say, or how would you deal with a situation like this if you had to mentor to the or talk with the young lady that's in this situation? Well, I really believe that women that have abortions are because they've gotten themselves into what I call a pressure cooker situation. Um, they feel like that they have no other alternative. And that even the pressure from a partner or uh, is amount of tr- tremendous pressure or pressure from themselves because of the circumstances. But um, many simply just can't afford to have a baby, or uh, or are afraid to bring the baby into what they consider a worse circumstance. Um, there are many alternatives to abortion. One of them is having a baby, but one of them would be to let the child. Put the child up for adoption. Um, they are now, in, in this day and age, they have open adoptions where after the child reaches a certain age, or rather the, the, the biological parents can follow the child, and then after the child reaches a certain age, then um, the child can be notified as that he or she was adopted and given the choice as to whether or not they want to um uh, take part in the lives of their natural or biological parents. Um, also, you know, many people, um, included, including myself, would love to adopt a loving and, and loving child, and so she has a lot of alternative options and not just abortion, um, and I would encourage anybody to uh, consider those options first. Um, but there are circumstances, based on the book that, I wrote in my own personal testimony, it could have been a date rape situation. It could have been uh, some other circumstances where we, in our minds, consider right, quote-unquote, or or um, justifiable. But uh, there are circumstances in life that are just not white and black, like I mentioned before. It's just not a, anybody who who has such a rigid and such a biased thinking that they believe that this is a black or white issue is really not working in reality because there are so many gray areas in life, just in life in general. And specifically this instance, I would recommend that the girl go again go for counseling, go to the doctor, see all of her options. Um, and, but I wouldn't recommend abortion because that's not my uh, belief, my personal belief. However, 
in my circumstances when I was a young girl, that was what I was forced to do. That was a circumstance that I had gotten in, and I felt like it was the best option. Now, based on the circumstances I was in, in my situation, some doctor, an intern, placed an IUD inside of my womb while I was pregnant. And that caused trauma to the baby, and it caused the baby to, it caused me to start to bleed externally. And so those are blood, that those are um, graphic circumstances. It's very graphic, but it happens to be the truth. That's one of those gray areas. So what was I to do at 13, 14 years old? Now, again, when I was 19 years old, It talks about in the book the same thing happened to me because at this point I had been damaged and I was not able to have children at this point. My womb had become what they call an incompetent cervix, which means that I could not hold the baby in my womb. Now, these are gray circumstances, but they are certainly not black and white circumstances. So any young woman who's considering abortion, I would say weigh your options. But remember that if it's going to cause harm to your body, then do not hesitate. This is the advice I will give. You did ask me my advice, and this is just my advice, and if somebody has a different opinion, I respect that, but at the same time, respect mine, because there are circumstances where you may have to have an abortion or you may have to have, uh, it could be your body, in the last incident in my case, my body literally aborted the baby itself. It was called a spontaneous abortion. They still call it an abortion. It was called a spontaneous abortion, but my body passed the child itself because of those circumstances. So in my opinion, I would say seek counseling. I would say weigh all your options. Remember that there are loving people out there who may want a child to raise and consider that option. But if you have to have an abortion, do not beat yourself up. Remember that self-validation and how important self-validation is. And self-validation, in my opinion, is when you reach a point in your life where you are so secure about yourself and about your personhood morally and emotionally that you know which way to go in life and that you consider the things in your life, your family, your job, or even whatever mission the Lord has given you in your life. And you remember that this life is also a spiritual life and that when you feel complete and in your own self and you feel satisfied that you have made the right decision for you. Well, Cheryl, let me ask you this. Right now we have a lot of women that, uh, let's say we have someone that that's never that's never going to get married, that don't believe in having children, that's something, you know, they, they don't want a man. Um, let's say that this person is against having kids and this person is wound up, uh, raped, and now this person is pregnant. Now, since this person don't believe in having children, how and what should this person do? I mean, you know, uh, the first thing that they're probably going to do is probably have an abortion. That's probably the way that they're going to go. But if this person says that I never wanted to have kids, this is something that I never wanted, and we're talking about adoption, 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 how could you get this person to understand to go ahead and deal with these nine months and bring this baby into the world. But now you're asking this person to do something physically that they don't want to do. I mean, 
not you asking them, but that's something um, that's that's being talked about. I'm in our chat room right now, and one of the guests are, are in here saying that uh, a lady gave birth to a baby in, in, in adoption was the 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 correct decision in that case, and this kid grew up to be one of the best piano players in the world. And I agree that when we abort, we never know who or what we're aborting. But for someone that don't believe in having children. My goodness, how can you ask them to carry a child for nine months, give birth, and never see the kid or give the child away? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. See, the Lord, uh, it's based on the fact, everything I base my life on is biblical. Now, that may not be uh, right for somebody else, but it is right, and I know it's right for me. So what I'm, my, my answer would be, first of all, to consider if the person is has any type of spirituality within itself, within herself, or if he has any influence over her within him, in her, then I think that she should really weigh all her options. I have to say the same because if she may not believe she may believe in abortion, and the fact of the matter is that God gave all of us freedom of choice. So the best we can do in a situation like that, if it's a family member, if it's the father of the child, if it's somebody in your circle, you need to, and if you, and if you know the words of prayer, like the older folks used to say, pray for this person. Pray that this person will be open, that her eyes will be open spiritually, because the fact of the matter is God gave everybody freedom of choice. If she makes that choice, there's nothing we can do about it to stop it. If she's got it made up in her mind that that's what she's going to do, basically there's nothing you can do about it to stop it except for prayer. You see what I'm saying? Because she, if she's adamant about doing it, if she has that kind of lifestyle, she's got that rigid thinking, you really cannot sway too many people if they've already made up their minds from, you know, from the inception, you see? So I would suggest that the people around her would rally around her, suggest that she go to counseling, suggest that maybe she's try seeing a minister, uh, give her another point of view by giving her stories, which is like what we're doing now. Tell her if you haven't had an incident that is similar, give her examples. You know, tell her, well, this is what I went through. You know, I never really told anybody about it, but I want to tell you, you know, gain her confidence and let her know that she's not alone. Because a lot of times when you're in circumstances like that, you feel alone and you feel like there's nobody in the same circumstances in the world but you. When that's simply not the truth, that's the trick of the enemy. So what I would do is I would rally around her, get prayer started, get conversations started, but ultimately if she makes that decision, the decision is really hers. Yes, yes. You're just joining us. You're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We have on uh, uh, with us tonight Cheryl Williams. And if you have a comment or a question, our call-in number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. And we're going to go to the caller in the 250 area code. Caller, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Do you have a question or a comment? I'm making lots of comments I can see in the chat room there. Um, yes, you've been chatting with me. I'm Greg. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know, like, I believe, you know, a woman has a right to her body and all that stuff too, right? You know, and she has the right to say and blah, blah, blah. 
But when it comes to abortion, you know, I myself, there's so many things that we can see on the net to see what that is. Um, but then also I was telling you about my friend. You know, he played for heart. You know what I mean? Like, they're good band. I mean, he, he's done really well for himself. And he always says, and his mom, you know, she was she was raped when she got pregnant with him and everything else. That's why she gave him up. But you know what? Yeah, it was really, really emotional for that to happen to her. However, she took nine months and, you know, whatever, but gave gave it up. And that is not selfish. Like, I mean, that could be something that is like the, un, you know, what I'm, I don't know if you guys understand where I'm going with that, but yes, yes, I mean, that's do. a gift that you give someone. And I mean, look what he's doing now. I mean, he's done really well for himself. He he went into a home of two people that couldn't have children. And I mean, there's a lot of that going on today. There's so many people that can't conceive children, you know, um, that would love to have a child. So, you know, I mean, I went through that myself for many years where I couldn't conceive and so, you know, I'm, the abortion part really sticks with me because there's so many people that want a child and they couldn't conceive for whatever reason it would be, right? Yes. And, yeah. Um, with abortion, I mean, my, my my band member did it. And you know what? She totally regrets it now because, you know, what she's done and the things that she sees. And, and you know, that, that person is like, breathing inside and and whatever i mean now i i have had a baby and it moves inside you and it's like you know what i mean it there's life in there it's not i don't know i mean it's just abortion there's more options there's an end with adoption adoption is nothing like adoption used to be you know i really think that people are being more selfish when it comes to abortion because with adoption you can have open adoption where you can know what's happening to that child for the rest of their life. You have that right now to do with adoption. And, you know, so you don't have to just, you know, take something away. You can actually give that something, you know, a chance to survive, live. Also, you're doing two things. You're giving it to a home to someone that really, really wants it. You're giving life to that person that needs it. And, yes, it's an emotional thing to have to be um, assaulted and, and all that crap. But it's also, you know, emotional to have an abortion. Yes. You know, caller, um, I, I, if you could, please listen to the remainder of the show. We, we would really oh, like to. You, yeah, we would really like for you to get Cheryl's book. It's a it's an awesome book. I'm telling you, you will love it. You will not regret um, um, buying this book, but it is such an awesome book, and it will bless a lot of people. Because what you're saying, a lot of that is in the book. A lot of that's in there. Cheryl, did you have any comments for the caller? Uh, Just that I concur. I agree 100% with what you said because I am a person who does not believe in abortion. Um, I, I believe that everybody has the right to life, and I believe that ultimately the right to life is given by God. Um. Because I'm a Christian, I believe that even before uh, we were in our mother's womb, that life was already started. And so I believe it goes past the point of just the physicality of it all. It goes to the point of spirituality. And so I would, you know, I would admonish anybody to consider the fact that this life 
you know, if you would, some people call it karma. You know, different. You have different religions, and I'm not going to dispute that at this point. I'm just going to say, for the sake of the argument, that I believe that life be, begins beyond the womb, and that there everybody has the right to live, and that you should consider what you're doing. Don't just look at the physical physicality of it all. Consider what you're doing in life. Consider the spiritual, uh, the spiritual awareness behind just the physical. Inception, just the physical sperm meets egg. So I thank you for your call. I agree exactly with what you said, and we appreciate your call. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate you all, too. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Brian, I think we have another call. If you can go to them, please. Yes, give me just a second here. I have a little problem with the switchboard. Okay, here we are. Caller from the 626 area code. Are you there? Caller? Yes. Hi, Hello? welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Do you have a comment or a question? Um, no, I would just like to say that I do not believe in abortion. And I think that if you're going to have a, that if you do want to give a, if, that if you do want to have an abortion, you shouldn't have had sex first and you should have had protection and that you shouldn't have an abortion because everyone deserves the chance to live. And sometimes if I don't know that I don't know if this really makes sense, but that you're not really that good of a human being if you don't want to at least try. Everyone does. Well, caller, there are people that have kids. Yes, caller. Let me ask they, you this. What, yes, caller. What 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 if the person is a health issue, and they they didn't know they had this health issue, but it came out when they were pregnant? Do you think it's okay to abort at that point, or should the person go ahead and have the baby? I think they should still have the baby. You should try. Okay. Cheryl? Yes. Are you still there? Yes. Yeah. I I agree with you personally. Um, You sound like you're rather young, and I agree with you personally. I'm so glad that some of our young people still feel that way about it. Yes. In a world where we live in where it's so prevalent. Um, So I commend you for that. And uh, I just want to thank you for calling in. Because I agree with you uh, personally, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I, but I would, I, like Greg mentioned earlier, I would like for you to listen later and order the book, even if not for yourself, even for somebody else that you may be in your circle. Because I'm trying to reach the young people. Because I really want to start a buzz among you, young people. Because a lot of people don't think the way you think, and I'm not trying to force my opinion on anybody. But there are gray areas. There are certain circumstances where people do have to have abortion. So if you read the book, you will find out my personal story, and that may give you not some insight but just a little deeper revelation into what we're talking about. I'm so glad you feel that way. Thank you for calling. Yes, yes. You're welcome. Thank you. I think that that if you have sex, you should learn to take the responsibilities for your actions. That's true. Yes. Yes. I agree. True. Yes, absolutely. Yes, we thank you for your call. No problem. Bye. Bye. All right, we're running in about five minutes. Cheryl, give us some information about how we can get your book and, you know, how we can contact you for coming out. Maybe you want to come out and talk to different groups, or do you do that? Yeah, I do. I will come anywhere where I'm welcome. Um, All right. My my post office box is P.O. Box 65157. P.O. Box 65157 in Baltimore, 
B-A-L-T-I-M-O-R-E, Maryland, 21209. Um, my website address is raspberrypress.com, R-A-S-P-B-E-R-R-Y, press.com. Um, again, I want to give out my email address because uh, I'm interested in having any emails sent to me that anybody would like to correspond with me. Um, it, it is Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L, Williams, 54 at AOL.com. So I would encourage anybody to get the book. If you have a troubled teen, if you're in the circumstances, if you know somebody in these circumstances, or if you're just interested in my personal story, uh, please uh, contact me at P.O. Box 65157, Baltimore, Maryland, 21209. Awesome. Excuse me, I'm a little nasally. I have a slight cold. <laughs> I <have to> apologize. <laughs> That's okay, but I tell you what, you you really uh, put a lot of information out there, and it is so good to hear from from our young callers. She she was, I mean, you could tell that she was really serious. You could hear the passion yeah. in her voice, and and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, both callers uh, said the same thing that they really believe that life. Everyone should be given that uh, opportunity to live, even in if the situation is if it's a health issue. The young lady said that uh, you laid there, you did it. Be responsible and give that child that opportunity to live. Uh, Brian, are are you still there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Yes. Brian, wow. I'm telling you, tonight it was a powerful night. We didn't have enough time to. I know, uh, I know. Get everything the out. Time went by so fast. I'm looking. I'm like, we're starting the music already. Yes, and you know what, Brian? <laughs> when, when, when talking about abortion, there's absolutely no way that you can leave out the Creator. There's absolutely no way. There's no way around that. We, we, it will, Life begins with the Creator. So when we're dealing with a serious and sensitive issue as abortion. It will come out. Yeah. It will come out. You heard uh, Cheryl give her beliefs, uh, and she gave us what her faith is. And she, you know, she's a Christian, and she believes in God, and she believes in life, and that's a beautiful thing. And I think that has a lot to do with a lot of people and how they uh, look at abortion. What do you think? You know, I, I totally agree, I, and I think that's why it's such a hotly debated issue because. You know, some people believe it that there is a creator, some people don't. And so when you start off and you say that well it begins with the creator and they said, No, we were we you know, we came from frogs and single cell organisms, you know. <laughs> so you get into that whole debate even before you start talking about the fact that you're destroying life. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what that's that's where we get kinda stuck because we get into this, this argument we're in, we're not, in, and we get to the point where we're not even discussing what the real issue is. You know, we, you know, I think it's like the people who want to have abortions immediately start bashing religion. You know, when you say, oh, you know, abortion, you shouldn't do it. Right. You know, and the people who want to have abortions immediately start bashing people who don't have religion or accusing them of not having it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Brian. I tell you. No matter what any of us believe, life is life. And like the caller said, we all have that right to we should we should give life to those that that that, that we conceive. And uh, but a lot of doctors sometimes they will step in and say that this is 
necessary, we're going to have to abort this pregnancy. There's no way around it. Uh, your life is, is, is at risk, and, uh, you know, and we should follow that. But, um, Brian, we had a wonderful show. Cheryl, we thank you so much for coming on and blessing us all. You're quite we're welcome, guys. Thank you. Yes, we're definitely going to have you back on. And for Sounds those good. out there that are listening, please go out. Please listen. If, if you got the information uh, for the show, you heard Cheryl give out the information on her book. So please buy the book, Some Reasons Why Kids Gone By. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where we achieved our goal of being more, doing more, and having more. Good night. Good night. Good night.